Welcome to the MCG Podcast. In today's episode, MCG consultant Bill Rayburn discusses four areas of focus that ophthalmology practices should consider when re-entering the market. Hi, I'm your host, Leah, and I'm here with Bill Rayburn. Bill, it's good to have you. Thanks, Leah. Thanks for having me. So we've been through a lot with the COVID-19 crisis, and we've been through several phases. What kind of phase would you say that practices are in now? You know, Leah, I think we're finally in the reopening your practice phase. But I do think it's worth kind of reviewing those phases from there's a pandemic to we're going to have to close our practices and our ASCs to how are we going to take care of patients to how are we going to take care of our staff to lost revenues and how are those going to be funded? How do we keep the business or the clinic afloat? And finally today, I think we're at that point where it's time for physicians uh, and practice administrators to begin to think, how am I going to reopen and what am I going to do to bring my patients back to the practice, make sure that they're safe as well as my staff. So practices are returning to normal, um, but what is that new normal? Yeah, Leah, I don't know if we could ever say we're going to return to to the norm, okay, or the way we practice in the past. So I think there is really a truly a new norm. What those new norms are, I'm not sure we exactly know uh, today. I think they're going to they're going to be changing uh, and evolving as we as we go forward over the next probably uh, several months. But I do think there are four big buckets that uh, we're going to have to think about. One is our facilities, our office locations, and our current facilities. And I'll, I'll go into more depth about that here in a second. The second is doctors, doctors and our staff. Uh, what does that look like going forward? Third, what's the message that, that, that we're going to send to patients, to our staff, and to our community? And probably the fourth thing is surgery. And I know our team of nurses are going to be addressing that in a, a separate podcast. But I think those are the four big buckets that we've got to begin to think about as we reinvent the practice, maybe even reinvent to some degree our brand so that we can make sure that we are taking care of patients, continuing to to have a thriving practice, and taking care of our staff as well. Does it matter what order you address these buckets? Should you do doctors before facility, facility before doctors? Which comes first? I think we do facilities first, then doctor, and then surgery, and then a mix in there of the, of the message. Because the message is going to come from the clinic. The message is going to hopefully be repeated when the surgery center is, op- is opened up. And so I think the message is kind of a mix. It's kind of tied into all of all the buckets. Right. Okay. And could you kind of break down what tasks or areas of thought fall into each bucket? Sure. I, I think in, in facility, I think the real, the real question is, how do we make a safe environment for our patients? I think safety is going to be the absolute number one thing that we have to be, to be thinking about. Typically, a practice may have been open from 8 to, to 5 and maybe closed even over the lunch hour or patients weren't seen during that, that lunch hour period of time, and our reception rooms were maybe in some cases packed with people. I think that has to change. And and in a a way to make it safe for our patients, we may end up having to expand our hours. We may have to start earlier. We may have to work through lunch. We may even have to work into the evening to be able to space those patients out to where we're creating a safe environment. 
I've had a number of practices that, that I've talked to around the country that we're even discussing uh, weekend hours. So I think you have to take the hours of operation into consideration. In some cases, uh, you may have satellite offices that you only go to occasionally. <clears throat> Those may be viable, they may not be viable, kind of going forward in our, our new norm. So give some thought and some consideration to the uh, hours of your facility. And not only that, but you're gonna have to think about that from a standpoint of not just doctors and technicians, but front desk staff, phone staff, um, and a number of people that, that, that work in the practice. From the standpoint of doctors, you're really always trying to do really three things. You're trying to match up your facility, your doctor, and your staff time. That's what really makes an efficient practice. So now you've got to give it some thought to, okay, from my doctor's standpoint, how do I make sure that I've got doctors to cover the hours that I want to be open? It may mean that you have to work in shifts. Maybe you have an early morning uh, group, maybe you have an, in, uh, an afternoon group. So that, again, you're not trying to fill your reception room shoulder to shoulder as we may have tried to do in the past, but we're spacing people out we're giving our doctors a little bit more time to see patients so the, the throughput doesn't really impact the social distancing that we really want to create in the practice and create an unsafe environment. So for locations, you may even be better off thinking about should I go back to that location? Should I have a clinic at that location? Should I not? Or should I expand into a, no, a new location that would, again, allow me to see some of my patients that may have come to another facility at a different location, again, creating a, a safe environment. So think of it from a standpoint of contracting and expanding the number of locations that you, you have, as well as the patients and the time that you're seeing those patients over. So how big of a factor is safety in all of this? I think safety is probably the, the, the most important thing. I, I, I think there's two parts to that. One is the doctors want to see patients again. They want to see those patients in the most safe environment that they can possibly be seen. But I think secondly, there's a whole group of patients out there that haven't been seen, that want to be seen and need to be seen and need to be cared for that haven't had the opportunity or the ability to come in and, and see their doctor. So it's a two-way street, but, but I think it's up to the practice and the providers to again, create and communicate. And I think those are two big words, create and communicate an environment in which you can see patients safely and communicate to the patients that they can be seen safely so that they they feel good about coming in to see you. You feel good about taking care of them. So the big part of that message is gonna be about safety. It's communicating how we are creating a safe environment for you to come in and see us. Yeah, I think that can't be overemphasized uh, enough is how we are creating uh, a safe environment. Now, what does that mean, okay? It may mean that uh, you've got people continuing to check temperatures at the front door. It may mean that you have people greeting people in your parking lot 
and asking them to remain in cars and that you'll come get them when they need to when they need to come in. It may mean that your doctors are wearing masks. It may mean that the patients are wearing masks. It may mean that you have extra people inside your organization constantly cleaning. You may have shields up in your examination rooms between your the side that the patient sets and the side that the doctor sets on for the examination. There's lots of ways in which we can create and lots of ways in which you can create within your practice. You know your practice best. Every practice is a little bit different, but lots of ways in which you can communicate to your patients how you are creating a safe environment. We can communicate through text messages. We can communicate through emails. We can communicate through our website. We can communicate through our social media and digitally, okay? Uh, we can communicate through external media. The whole key, again, is creating a message that is from, I think, kind of from the heart, which is, I want you to come back because I want to care for you, my patients, and I want to want you to know that it's a safe environment for you to come back to. How you word that for your practice, you'll know probably best but I would strongly suggest you look at all communication tools that you have available to you today. Maybe even consider tools that you haven't used in the past. It may be a great opportunity for you get to begin to communicate with new tools to your patients that it's time and we're reopening to take care of you. So how does geography factor into making these plans for reopening? Yeah, I, I think geography plays a big role in reopening the, the practices. There's been a set of guidelines that have been, it's been published by a number of organizations, CMS, it's been repeated by uh, the AAO and ASCRS and OOS and other great organizations around the country on how the rollout might occur in your community. I strongly recommend that you follow those, but I, I think some areas have been um, hit with the virus more so than, than others. So again, make sure you take that into consideration as you create this environment to safely see your patients and when you communicate the information on how you'll see patients and care for them in, in your practice. So you mentioned the four buckets and you haven't mentioned surgery yet. Can you give us a little bit on that too? Uh, as we see patients in the practice, we're, we're going to create a need to take that patient to surgery for cataract surgery or whatever surgical procedure uh, he or she is going to need. There are also a number of patients that were right in the middle of either scheduling uh, a surgical procedure or maybe even having a surgical procedure. Maybe they had one eye done but they haven't had the second eye done when all you know the, the shutdown occurred. So I think we're going to want to make sure that we reach back out to those patients first and get those people back on the schedule. But again, as a natural result of seeing patients in the clinic and creating a, a, an environment to safely see them in the clinic, we're gonna need to follow a very strict set of guidelines to uh, be able to take those patients to our surgical center for those folks to, to have their procedure. And in addition to that, you may have a surgical center that's been shut down for a number of weeks. And there's got to be a process in order to reopen that surgical center. I'm not, I'm not going to go into too much depth on that today because Aaron Malloy, one of our partners, 
and our nursing staff. We have three wonderful nurses that spend their life in the uh, ophthalmic arena, working with, with surgical centers all around the country. They have developed a, a very in-depth uh, plan and process and procedures to reopen your surgery center, and, uh, and that podcast will be coming uh, to you soon. Great. Well, thanks for talking to me today. Thanks for having me, Leah. Thanks for listening to the MCG podcast. Listen to more medical industry podcasts by visiting medcgroup.com. Then click the podcast icon or subscribe on Apple, Google, and Spotify.